Hello guys, welcome to episode two of the Pain to Champagne podcast. I am your host, Ariana. If this is your first time tuning into the pod, this is a space where we celebrate testimony, healing, and growth. I've really gone the furthest extent to kind of create a space where we can just come here and share experiences the things that we've gone through, how we've gotten through them, um, and how we've gotten through them and achieved certain accolades in life. Today's tone on the episode, I really just want to talk about love and navigating love. Specifically, I really want to speak about how to recognize when somebody is not interested in you. I think society is in a very, you know, weird place right now when it comes to, you know, the talking stage or you know, getting to know people in general, I think is just a whole different beast in its own these days, especially with social media playing a major role in that. So I kind of just wanted to start off by saying, I feel like a lot of people don't know that it really just comes down to somebody not being sure about you. A lot of the times as humans, we overanalyze certain situations. And in all actuality, it's never that deep. I think Sometimes it's very simple. Sometimes it's very clean cut. I've had experiences where I've ignored red flags. I know everybody else has had those experiences too, but I really think it really just comes down to, you know, having a healthy attachment style and a good mindset to get to know somebody and to fall in love. For me, the first sign of, you know, disinterest um, is, you know, nonverbal communication nine times out of ten nine times out of ten that's how it starts when you're getting to know somebody they're always going to put their best foot forward they're always going to save face not to say it's a bad thing because you know first impression truly is everything they're always going to make sure that you see all the better sides of them before you get down into the nitty-gritty and that's kind of just how life works everything is always deeper than what it seems especially when it comes to humans we're so complex i think the first sign of disinterest is nonverbal communication or cues when i say nonverbal communication i mean body language facial expressions the gestures that people may make that show disinterest i feel like on a human level it is just respectful to make eye contact and to provide undivided attention when you're having a conversation with somebody i also feel like bad body language while you're discussing something just kind of exemplifies you know one disrespect and two that you don't really care about what i'm saying um whether it be in person or on facetime you can full-blown tell when somebody is listening to you or not. Like one of my personal pet peeves is like if I'm on the phone with you or if I'm on FaceTime with you, even if it's a lighter conversation, especially if it's something heavier, I cannot stand when you are having a full-blown conversation when I'm having a conversation with you on the phone. I cannot stand that. If I'm mid-sentence and you cut me off to, you know, talk to somebody in the background, I find it rude. Especially 
if you don't turn back to the phone and be like, my apologies, what were you saying? Especially if you're not, you know, excusing your behavior. That to me, definitely not a deal breaker, but it is just a sign that like maybe you lack some sort of like manners. Any any sort of like distractions when I'm speaking to you, whether it be something deep or not, like I find it rude. If you're doing something or you're busy, maybe we shouldn't be on the phone. Um, but for example, if you call me and you're not engaging fully in the conversation or if I'm talking and you know, you're turning away every five seconds to have a conversation with somebody else that's in the room. That's just not something that, you know, sits right with me. That's a turnoff, in my opinion. Over FaceTime or in person, if I'm having a conversation with you and you're scrolling on your phone while we're on FaceTime or in person, that is a turnoff. <laughs> you are clearly not engaged in anything I'm saying. Um, I know some people can say like, oh, like I can multitask, but like, no, it's it's rude, truthfully, if I'm talking to you and you're, you know, in your phone. Those are two cues that I tend to pick up on first when it comes to nonverbal communication. Other things can be like lack of eye contact. If I'm talking to you and you're kind of just like staring at your nails and scrolling on your phone looking at the sky, like not really looking down, not really paying attention to anything I'm saying. I think that is just, you know, another sign of like disinterest. And I would say for anybody, sometimes we tend to dismiss behavior like that. But I think those are, those are like the first signs of, you know, this person might not be interested in me. Aside from nonverbal communication, there is verbal communication. Something that I feel like I've always been good at is analyzing responses, tones, and energy behind them. I can always pick up on whether somebody is bullshitting me or not. <laughs> I can literally always pick up on it. And I know I'm not the only one. That like sort of like instinct that you have or, you know, that that little feeling when you know somebody is like either being dishonest or like, I don't know how to explain it. They just are trying to pull a fast one or they're putting on a facade. Like I'm not the only one that has that feeling. I know other people have those intuitions. So for me, if I'm like, for example, explaining something to you and your one answer is either really short or it lacks any sort of depth or like emotion attached to it, I know you're not really engaged with what I'm saying. Short, vague answers, frequent redirection and conversation and lack of enthusiasm are 110% signs that somebody is not interested in you. Like I said, I know as humans, we tend to forget or we tend to like shy away from the fact that that's lack of interest. But I can promise you 110% if he or she is interested in you, they are going to give you their undivided attention. Physically, they are going to give it to you non-verbally. They're going to be tuned in to what you're saying. And that just like that's just the bottom line. <laughs> like anybody that has any interest regardless outside of a relationship is going to tune in to what you're saying out of 
respect, out of caring about you, out of caring about what you're saying. So I think it's super important to, you know, pay attention to those responses. I think a lot of times you can, you know, sometimes tell when somebody's not listening. Like if you're explaining how your day was at work and the response was, oh, yeah, that's crazy. Or, wow, I can't believe that happened. Were you even listening to anything I said? (laughs) Like, you can tell when somebody is not paying attention to what you're saying. Um, That is a number one sign of, like, disinterest. This person isn't even, like, engaging in conversation with me. Granted, everybody has, like, their days. And, you know, there are going to be some combos and some days where, you know, people just don't want to tune in. But... If you constantly find yourself in a reoccurring situation where, you know, the person is not really listening to what you're saying, where they're giving bad body language, where their responses are extremely short and they lack enthusiasm, then there's no other way to tell you other than they're not fully interested in you. And sometimes that's just all that is. There's no sugarcoating it. There's no defending that. They're just not interested in you. And I 100% think that anybody listening to this podcast is deserving of the respect of, you know, having that engaged conversation with a person that they're potentially, you know, seeing romance with in the future. And when it comes to that verbal and nonverbal communication, you really want to pay attention to the amount of times that you're initiating contact versus them. I think that if you ever find yourself reaching out to him or her before or more than they are reaching out to you, that person, and I cannot say this clear enough, that person is not interested in you (laughs) if you constantly find yourself hitting this person up checking on them asking them how their day was more times than they are ever hitting you up that person is just not interested hun and that is something that you just need to get over maybe they're not sure about you but i can tell you one thing for sure one thing's for sure Two things for certain, if they wanted to, they absolutely 100% would. And that is something that you can never forget when you're getting to know somebody and looking for love. If he or she wanted to, they 110% would. They would reach out. They would go the extra mile. They would be attentive in conversation, physically, emotionally, verbally. If they wanted to, they would. I think you just analyzing the amount of contact that you're initiating with this person is a dead giveaway as to whether or not they're interested in you. And that's as simple as that. When somebody consistently reaches out to you, it kind of stabilizes the mindset that you are a priority to this person. We all have lives. We all either work jobs, run businesses, you know, raise children, have family issues. We all are going through it. If somebody is consistently reaching out to you and trying to make efforts to contact you, this is someone that cares about you. 
this is somebody that takes you serious. This is somebody that values you. And it's as simple as that. We live in a very crazy world. And like I said, we all have things going on. But if this person genuinely cared about you, I promise you they would be reaching out to you, checking in, making sure you're good, asking you how your day was. And if not, they're simply just not interested. They're not interested. You're not a priority. And that is the cold but sad truth. I think when it comes down to the amount of times you initiate contact with a person, I think there are ways for you to go about addressing it without directly coming out and being like, hey, I don't think, you know, you're interested in me or it seems as if you're not interested in me. I think a good place to start would be like, how has your day been? Are you going through anything currently? Like, where's your mental space at? Do you have the capacity to deal with me right now? Do you have the capacity to have this conversation? Maybe he's he or she is spread thin. Maybe they have a lot going on and, you know, love is not at the forefront of their mind. Maybe they're, you know, simply just unsure about you. Maybe they don't know if they're ready for love or the commitment. So I definitely think that when it comes to addressing consistency and, you know, initiating contact, probably one of the worst things that you could do is assume off the rip that they're not interested. It's good that it is addressed passively. Ask questions that allude to you, like, what's going on in their day-to-day life? Like, what is your day and what does your week look like? That way I can know if I'm being prioritized or not. Or I can know if, you know, you have too much going on right now. Um, One, it shouldn't be that tough of a conversation. If they respect you, they will respectfully tell you like, listen, I have a lot going on right now. I'm spread thin. I don't have the time to, you know, sit and consistently communicate with you. Or, you know, I'm just not looking for, you know, anything with you particularly. It's okay to, you know, not be everybody's cup of tea. You don't like everybody. Not everybody's going to like you. So maybe he or she is just, you know, not feeling you. And, you know, the consistency is just not something they can provide at this time. Now, when it comes to addressing inconsistency, Sometimes (laughs) you can scare the person off by, you know, being upfront and addressing the situation head on. The ghosting phenomenon. Ghosting in today's digital age is a huge sign of disinterest. If you constantly find yourself, you know, texting this man or calling this man and he's not answering for days on end not answering for weeks on end. He is not interested in you. Even if the ghost is not something long-term, even if it's not a clean cutoff, even if he texts you for a couple days and then goes days without talking to you or texts you one week and then stops talking to you the next, this is a blatant sign that he is not interested. He is not interested and he is playing games with your head. If he or she is you know, interested in you, they're not going to go weeks on end without talking to you because you're going to pop up in their mind. And if you're constantly popping up in their mind, 
there's no way they're just going to not reach out and not talk to you. Ghosting can be extremely hurtful. It can be extremely heart shattering. It ultimately can alter your perspective on love for a very long time, if not permanently. To ghost takes a lot of selfishness. People that participate in that lack a lot of empathy for humans in general. Nobody deserves to go through ghosting. It's honestly sad that we've gotten to a place where ghosting is tolerated in the way it is and ghosting is normal now. I definitely do think that if somebody ever puts you through any sort of ghosting phase or if they drop you and don't initiate any sort of like closure or conversation or anything behind it, I don't think this is somebody that you want in your life and in your circle. Granted, like everyone's entitled to their feelings and everybody has to make decisions that, you know, will honor the way that they feel and honor themselves. But there's a way to do that with integrity. Like there's a way to politely and respectfully cut somebody off. I think that ghosting takes a lot of balls, in my opinion. Um, I don't think that it's a healthy way of living for either side of the spectrum. Like, I don't think the person that's doing the ghosting is in a healthy space. And I definitely don't think the person on the end of the ghosting is, you know, going to be in a healthy space either after, you know, being ghosted. One trick that I've learned, because I feel like everyone's been ghosted at a time in their life. One thing that I've learned for starters when it comes to ghosting do not take it personal. Like, don't internalize it. Try your best to, you know, not think that it's about you because it's truly not about you. There's a lot of cowards that participate in ghosting. And it it, it truly has nothing to do with anything that you have going on. I mean, unless you've moved with, you know, malice, it, it truly has nothing to do with you and everything to do with the other person and their emotional stability and their, you know, lack of communication. I would say, number one, you cannot take it personal. And number two, I believe that cutting the person off cold turkey is the absolute best solution. Because, you know, sometimes the person will stop talking to you and, For some odd reason, they'll keep you on social medias and, you know, they won't block you. They won't unadd you. They won't unfollow you. You'll still be able to see everything. In order to show that you have respect for yourself and love for yourself, the best thing that you could do is just go cold turkey. Cut them off, block them, delete them, keep them out of your mind. You're now going from a phase where you were speaking to this person frequently and you are now not speaking to them at all in a matter of, you know, a day or two, because essentially that's what ghosting is. And in order for yourself to get over that hump and that, you know, get over that form of routine that you're now breaking completely, you cannot see this person, talk to this person and be engaged in anything that has to do with this person. That is the only way that you are truly going to be able to get over the ghosting without having any sort of resentment towards the other person. Out of sight, out of mind. I know for some people that is extremely hard, but I'm telling you this is the best way to give yourself time to grieve that process. 
all in all, when it comes to disinterest and somebody not showing interest in you, it is completely appropriate for you know, you to have direct and respectful communication. There's a way for you to address the situation directly in a respectful manner if you choose to without, you know, potentially making the strain even worse. The issue should definitely be addressed without assuming that they are disinterested. When it comes to addressing disinterest directly, I think it's so important in, you know, laying your intentions and your feelings out on the table in a respectful manner and just kind of letting the other person know like, hey, you may have a lot going on right now. You may, you know, be busy with whatever you're busy with. I would also put in there, I don't want to make any assumptions. However, these are my intentions when it comes to getting to know you and dealing with you. This is the way I feel about the behavior that's gone on. If you don't have the capacity to meet me where I'm at and fulfill my standards and expectations when it comes to finding love, then maybe we won't work out. Clear, concise, in person or via phone, if possible, is the best form of communication that you could have when it comes to addressing disinterest or, you know, suspicions of disinterest directly. Overall, I really just want you guys to take away the fact that if somebody wanted to, they would. If they wanted to text you, if they wanted to take you out on dates, if they wanted to spend quality time, If, you know, they wanted to make you a priority, they 100% would. There's nothing, nothing that pressing. You know, sometimes there is stuff that's pressing, but on a regular day-to-day basis, outside of traumatic situations, there's nothing that pressing that would prohibit somebody from, you know, reaching out to you. Before anything else, be sure that you're leading with respect. If they wanted to, they would, but before anything else, make sure that you are super respectful in this process because like I said at least three times in this pod, if you assume you could potentially ruin something that has the potential of being great, make sure you lead with respect. Always keep in the back of your mind that if a person wanted to keep you close to them, they would make sure that they did exactly that. If they wanted you in their life, you would be in their life. You would be involved on their mind, in their phone, all of the above. (laughs) I encourage you guys to, you know, have empathy. If you're dealing with ghosting, you know, I'm here for you. Um, There's people that are, you know, going through that as well. I hope this episode was able to resonate with somebody. I hope that, you know, you guys are able to take away something from this. I hope that this episode stimulates some healthy conversations surrounding feelings when it comes to, you know, finding love and getting to know people. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode two. Be on the lookout for episodes to come. We have some super special guests coming up. 
we are going to be navigating, you know, feelings, testimonies, entrepreneurship. Um, and I hope that you are able to relate to some of my special guests that'll be on the pod soon. You can find us on all streaming platforms and all social medias at Pain to Champagne Pod. I look forward to sharing more stories and experiences with you guys and navigating life and love, friendships, family. Like I said, thank you so much for, you know, tuning into episode two. If you've made it to this point, I love you. Just know I love you. And that's it. Pain to Champagne Pod, episode two. It's a wrap.